0: are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Sunday, December 10th, into Monday, December 11th. It is a Lions post game edition of Locked On. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening. Lions get a victory today in Tampa Bay as they upend the Bucks. to... <laughs> I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to be serious. Twenty-four to twenty-one. As the Lions' playoff hopes are still alive. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to be very serious here. I'm going to try to do a show. Twenty-four to twenty-one. The Lions over the Bucks today. In what was kind of what we expected. To be quite honest, uh, Jameis James Winston was terrible, and the Buccaneers turned the ball over five times including um, two interceptions from Jameis. There were three fumbles in the game as well. Matthew Stafford today, better than Jameis Winston, not Stafford's best day, but when the Lions had the game tied and needed a final drive to get them into field goal range, Stafford delivered that. Matt Prater kicked a 46-yard field goal after the Lions had a third and one and could have moved closer with a first down and yet again couldn't get one yard, forcing Prater to kick a long field goal. But as he's been kind of all year, Mr. Clutch, Matt Prater, delivered. Ziggy Ansah with a sack. Yes, you heard me correctly. Ezekiel Ansah with a sack. Ooh-wee. Of Jameis Winston and the game. And the Lions win 24-21. Your tweets are welcome at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. And also comments at the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. You're listening on Megaphone.fm. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for doing that. And thank you for subscribing to the podcast, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Wherever you are listening and um, taking in this Lions post game pod, I appreciate you guys doing that. Listen, let's be completely honest with you here. Uh, that was not a good football game. Those were not two. Those were two bad football teams for most of the day. It, it looked like the Lions were the better team. Uh, the Lions were opportunistic defensively, took advantage of of some Tampa Bay mistakes, made the most of them. Quandre Diggs had a good game. Uh, I thought Jared Davis played better than he's played lately. But again, I mean, the Lions were up twenty-one to seven in in the second half, um, you know, and in in the fourth quarter, twenty-one to seven lead, and then let Tampa back into this game with just some blunders, with turnovers, with poor play calling. A- anything you could talk about here? It happened, and the Lions ended up getting the ball last and winning the game. Well, second last, and ended up winning the game thanks to Matt Prater. Uh, big day for Eric Ebron today. You want to give out game balls? How about Eric Ebron? 10 catches for 94 yards. Anytime they went to him, it seems like he made a play. Now, there was that key third down play on the second to last possession where Stafford kind of didn't hit it. He didn't throw it right on the money, kind of away from Ebron. Ebron had a dive to catch it and missed it, forcing the Lions to punt. But the Lions got a second chance thanks to the defense, forced a Tampa Bay punt. And after a T.J. Jones lousy return, which was part of the day today, boy, do the Lions miss Jamal Agnew, their rookie kick returner. He's special. And with T.J. Jones filling in, there is a giant gap between Agnew and Jones. But the Lions won today 24-21. to So it, to sit here and break down this game, I think the biggest issue of the day is not the game today. It's not the fact that the Lions are still alive and in the, in the playoff chase, and they're going to need to run the table. Uh, I don't know if they can do that. Although they could certainly beat Chicago. And today, Chicago uh, uh, went to Cincinnati and knocked off the the, the Bengals in a blowout fashion, thirty three to seven. Cincinnati quit today on their coach Marvin Lewis. The Lions will see the Bengals in two weeks, but. You know who's coming down the road is Aaron Rodgers for Week 17 on December 31st at Ford Field. And the Packers won today needing overtime to upend the winless Browns. But the story of the day is not today's game and how ugly it was. And Stafford throwing a couple of bad picks. And the Lions going up against the 31st ranked rush defense and running again for a grand total of 53 yards. That's now 65 consecutive games that the Lions haven't had a 100-yard rusher. Today's leading rusher for the Lions was Theo Riddick, 10 carries for 29 yards, 29 yards. Now, Theo had a nice touchdown run in the game, and Theo Riddick continues to be a, a huge weapon out of the backfield today. Six catches, 64 yards. But no, the story of the day is the Jim Caldwell situation. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reported this morning, that he had a source telling him that Caldwell's contract extension, which was agreed upon last spring, announced this fall, after it was leaked to Adam Schefter, is really only a one-year extension through next season, 2018, with a team option for 2019. So here's the thing. Number one, I don't know if I 100% believe that that's the case, but what I do believe is that somebody within the Lions organization is leaking that information to Ian Rappaport, in trying to, I don't know, grease the skids maybe for a Jim Caldwell finale this season, for a Jim Caldwell departure as Lions head coach. Now, I have been very consistent here on Lockdown Lions in saying that I think Jim Caldwell is going to be back next year because Martha Ford loves him, and this is what the Lions do. The Lions give out an extension, and Bob Quinn may go, well, I may want him gone, but Martha may say, no, you gave him an extension. But what's very interesting is Golden Tate's comments this week, where he said he was going to keep his mouth shut about what the problem was and wouldn't say. Glover Quinn's comments this week, lauding the front office and the players and not lauding the coaching staff. Now this report comes out on Sunday morning when NFL news breaks, somebody lobbing a softball to Ian Rappaport and he knocks it out saying, eh, it's really only a one-year extension. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but maybe that's the Lions covering their ass a little bit by saying, listen, you know, hey, Ian, it's only a one-year extension. Maybe the players are speaking up, finally have had enough of Caldwell and think that there needs to be a change, and maybe just maybe there will be a change. Again, I'll believe it when I see it, but this, this season is so lion-esque, and I'm not going to say it's SOL, but it's close. It is. I mean, today, they played a terrible football team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are awful. And then, their two best players got hurt during the game. Mike Evans finished the game, but he wasn't 100% all day. And Gerald McCoy was gone in the first quarter with what looked like a tricep injury. And yet, here are the Lions letting Tampa Bay hang around. It was a 21-7 game in the fourth quarter. Put them away. Nope. Here come the Bucks. They even had a tackle eligible fake handoff dump to the tackle touchdown pass. <laughs> it's just, you know, the Lions had a defensive end. What is this guy's name? Ed Covering a tight end, O.J. Howard, a first round pick on a goal to go situation. I mean, I think there are fans that look up and go, who, who is this guy? Ed I don't know who he is, number 96. Kasim, Kasim, Edabale, he's out there guarding the tight end. Yeah, that's gonna work out in the flat in the touch in in the day in the end zone. It's a 21-7 game. Put Tampa Bay away. They're awful. They're roughing Matthew Stafford after a third down stop. Um, you know, they've got Chris Conti playing starting safety, the same guy that the Lions used to light up when he was with the Bears. Tampa Bay's leading receiver today was Chris Godwin. Never heard of him. Okay? It's not a good team. They're 4-8 and eight for a reason. Dirk Cutter has no control over that team. But here's the Lions. Four holding penalties on the offensive linemen today. Four. T.J. Lang, a false start on a third down. I mean, what, what are they doing? They look like a poorly coached team again that let a really bad team hang around. They better have won that game. And credit to Stafford, who didn't have his best day today. And some of the receivers, you know, Golden Tate making plays, uh, you know, Nine targets, eight catches, 85 yards. Big-time big catch by Kenny Galladay late. The Lions got it done, but they should win that game. The team they played today, it was terrible. 24-21 Lions over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. want to remind you, if you want to get the latest on the Detroit Pistons, you listen to Matt Shook. He is the host of Locked On Pistons right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Pistons playing the Celtics here on Sunday. All the news for Pistons-related stuff. You listen to Matt Shook with Locked On Pistons right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so some of your thoughts are coming in on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. Again, Lions win today, 24-21. to I really There could be plenty of things I guess I could break down and really go into, but I think for a lot of you Lions fans, you're saying to yourselves, what was I watching today? Because that wasn't good football. It wasn't. It wasn't good football at all. It was one of those days today where, they, got, they, they did enough to win, and Jameis Winston handed him the ball on numerous occasions, whether it was fumbles, whether it was interceptions. I think Winston had three turnovers himself, a fumble and two picks. He's terrible. Think You can tell he's not on the same page with his coach. And yes, the quarterback that made the less mistakes, least amount of mistakes today won the game in Stafford, albeit he threw two bad picks, which kept Tampa in the game. But um, uh, Mike Wilder writes in on Twitter at Dairy Speaks. I asked the question, what is there really to say about today's Lions win? Wilder wrote, one word, ugly. Uh, Nathan Litke says, I'll quote Ringo Starr by saying it don't come easy. Glad to get the W and get out of Tampa. On a side note, how many lucky overtime wins against awful teams are the Packers going to get this year with or without Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah. I mean, they had to to survive against Tampa last week at home uh, in overtime, and they had to survive today against the Browns. But look at the injuries that Green Bay has, and they're playing without Aaron Rodgers. Imagine the Lions with Jake Rudock under center. Uh, DTW by RDU writes in on Twitter hashtag typical. And Bo Walensky says another unimpressive win. Coaching change is needed. I, you know, I still I'm still not 100 percent believing that a coaching change is going to happen. I, I can't. I'm, I'm on board with it, of course. I do think the Lions need to make a change at coach. I think they've exhausted enough of this, uh, you know, of this Jim Caldwell era. I'm just not so sure that it's going to take place. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Um, You know, I I don't want to be on the fence here. The Lions should make a coaching change. We've seen enough. The players now are speaking up. But I know the love that Martha Ford and and the daughters have for this head coach. And they are going to wait and see what, hey, you know, Rappaport's story today on the NFL Network, they still will wait and see what happens until the end of the season. The Lions should should run the table. I mean, they should beat the Bears next Saturday. They should go into Cincinnati and beat a Bengals team that quit today, lost at home to Chicago by 26 points. And Week 17 at home, knock off the Packers, for God's sakes, once in your life, in a game that, that, that's needed. Do it. Green Bay's not that good. They should finish ten and six. I don't know if it'll be enough to get into the playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs, yes, Caldwell should be gone because there were too many games this year that the Lions let get away. And that is on the coaching staff. Last weekend in Baltimore was an off they were awfully prepared. Today was a little bit better. But again, when you watch Theo Riddick come out of the backfield and make and, and juke guys and make guys miss, where's that been all year? When you see Kenny Galladay run a reverse, when you see guys in motion and actually some mixed misdirection on offense, where has that been all year? But then you look up and go third and one, and they pitch wide to Zinner. Can't get it. Third and one in the first quarter, they pitch wide to Tion Green. What is that? Their offense with the pistol and these straight handoffs to Riddick that don't work. That's because there's no misdirection. There's no guards pulling. There's nothing. They don't try anything. Their offense is so milquetoast, that's on the coaches. It is. And again today, they should have 35, 40 points on that Tampa defense. Second worst run defense in the league, and you get 50 yards? Again, they don't do anything exciting. They don't do anything that throws the other team off guard. They went hurry up or in the first half, then went away from it in the second half. Made absolutely no sense. Uh, Facebook comments coming in. Rob Sherman, I was at the game today, and there might have been as many Lions fans as there were Bucks fans. Ed Hockeyley didn't have his best game either. How about that today? You want to know why the NFL doesn't have fans and why people aren't watching the games. No, President Trump, it's not because people care about the guys kneeling during the anthem. All right? That, that has nothing to do with it. The fact of the matter is these games are slow and boring because the officials don't know what's going on. On that play in the first quarter, when the Tampa receiver went over the middle, caught the ball, I believe it was O.J. Howard, possessed it, took three steps, got hit by the shoulder of Quandre Diggs, fumbled the ball, and it was picked up by Darius Slay. It took 10 minutes for the officials to get it right because at first they said um, uh, personal foul, hitting a defenseless receiver on digs, uh, tack on 15 yards, and by the way, no catch, which that was wrong. Then they said, I don't even know what they were doing. It was almost like New York called hockey League and said, give the football to Detroit because that's the, that was the proper play. But it took 10 minutes to figure out that the officials don't know what the hell's going on. Hockey crew today was terrible. Terrible. Uh, Chris Charbonneau writes in Fire Caldwell. Freddie Bello, Freddie the Pizza Man. I think the biggest thing to come out of this game was Eric Ebron securing his Pro Bowl spot. See, I think you guys now are just into the comedy act. I don't even think you care if they win or lose. Now it's just about laughing. Steve Rice. You could say they didn't screw up as much as Tampa. And we have Prater. That's true. Bill Weaver. Ebron did, did look pretty good. Uh, yes, he did. Eric Ebron did look good today. Um, Maurice Helmerich, this is the most uninterested I've ever been in a Lions team that may, that might make the playoffs if everything goes right. They aren't a good team, and I question if Terrell Austin is a good coordinator, let alone a, a head coaching candidate. Uh, that was a thing today that I just don't understand, is how you have a defensive end who's basically a practice squad player guarding O.J. Howard on a goal-to-go situation, that Abale play. There's certain things that the defense does that you shake your head and wonder. You do. I mean, and again, there was no pressure on Jameis Winston for most of the day today. He, he had a clean pocket most of the day. The Lions' defense played all right. Winston was actually sacked three times today. Who got the three sacks? I know Ziggy had the one at the end. Uh, Jared Davis got a sack on the uh, forced fumble and then a half a sack for uh, Jalen reeves Mabin and DJ Hayden. I'll say this, Jalen Reeves-Maben uh, Maben was around the football today. Now, there were some times, though, when you watch Tampa Bay run the ball and that Peyton Barber kid was averaging five yards a carry. Tahir Whitehead, I, I know I pick on him a lot, but how many times does he miss tackles? And Jared Davis has work to do. Reeves Maben had his best game today, but the Lions allowed 133 yards rushing from the from the Bucks today. That's too many. That's way too many. There's holes on this team. Darius Slay, by the way, is a Pro Bowler. Can, can we can we at least put him in that spot? He definitely deserves it. So Lions win today, twenty four twenty one. You know, <laughs> you know, we'll 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 see what happens with, with you know this weekend against the Bears, the Saturday game. As far as the teams that they needed to lose, of course, Atlanta did win uh, the other night against New Orleans. Um, you know, it's going to take a miracle to get there. But you watch the game today, guys, and I know and Minnesota lost today. The Lions aren't that good. They should have blown Tampa Bay out. Should have blown them out. And Caldwell, after the game today, was asked about his contract extension. Wouldn't comment on that. How about Amir Abdullah? A healthy scratch today. As instead they went with Teon Green. I have no issue with that. Amir Abdullah is not a number one back. We'll see if he's active for next Saturday against Chicago. But a victory for the Lions, nonetheless. You're happy with it. But I think a lot of you fans watched the game today. A lot less interested, a lot less intrigued, a lot less uh, fired up because last week kind of got you down. And and last week was kind of the, um, kind of the the nail in the coffin, I would say, because are they really going to run the table and go 10 and six? Maybe, but it's not going to mean anything. It's not this team. Just they're not good enough. And you give credit, you give credit to the offensive line today. I will say this, Matthew Stafford was not sacked once today. Got hit a few times, but was not sacked. So the O-line played much better. And I'll be very interested what Brett Whitefield and the guys from PFF have to say about the line today. But again, the holding calls, how many penalties today? And how many huge holding calls today for the Lions Prove costly? That stuff can't happen. But that's what, you know, anytime the Lions have a good running play, like, oh, here's Teon Green baking, breaking tackles. What happens? Holding. And I mean, I'm gonna, you know, we love TJ Lang, friend of the show. But a couple of huge penalties the Lions that were penalized over 100 yards today. Eight penalties for 105 yards against Tampa. Give up 400 yards of offense to Tampa. That team's terrible. Jameis Winston's a mess. They're going to need to hire a coach down there. And maybe they'll get John Gruden back. Who knows? But they need a coach to work with that quarterback because he's bad. He's bad. Lions win 24-21. We'll continue to talk about it tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions and the Locked On Podcast Network. But the Lions do get the victory today. We'll continue with some preview this week. Thank you for listening right here on Locked On Lions. Do not forget as well, if you're looking to advertise with us, uh, my friends at Lenhart Financial Services, Freddie the Pizza Man, Freddie Bello, uh, Jason Strat, REMAX Suburban. If you want to join the team and advertise with us, we hit that male demographic. About 97% of our audience here on Locked on Lions is males. Maybe you want to hit that male demographic of 25 to 54 and get your product out there. I think we do a good job with advertising right here on Locked on Lions. Give it us a shout out and give us a shot at dairyspeaks at gmail.com. That's Dairy D-E-R-Y, Speaks at gmail.com. And email me in regards to advertising with the show. All right, that'll do it. Lions 24, Bucks 21 in overtime on a Matt Prater field goal from 46 yards out with 20 seconds left. Although I don't really feel a lot of excitement around town. But the Lions are 7-6. and six. The Bears coming up next Saturday at 4.30. A special NFL Network 4.30 game coming up next Saturday. Hopefully Ed Hockley and his crew will not referee and officiate the last three games for the Lions. Or else we'll be here all day. But the Lions get a, a big road win, if you want to call it that. And now with Chicago... Cincinnati and Green Bay next. A chance to get to 10-6, and six, but again, they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need Atlanta to lose, Seattle to lose, uh, Carolina to lose, and the Panthers won today. Lions aren't getting a lot of help as far as making the playoffs. Matt Derry with you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on Locked on Lions.